Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. And Simon, we are broadcasting live from Miller Park. Why, why are we at a baseball stadium? Is it, oh, that's right, because there's a friendly going on oh, between Club Atlas and Newcastle United. Absolutely. We are here doing our second consecutive remote broadcast. We were at Soldier Field last week broadcasting the CONCACAF Gold Cup game after Mexico-Cuba and Trinidad, Tobago, played Guatemala. And now we are here in beautiful, well, cloudy Milwaukee, but it's nice weather. There's good people. And uh, we are here excited to have a lot of fun things go on in our show today. But before we get to all of that, Simon, where can people find us on social media? Of course, they can find us on Facebook. Our page is 2UpFront or on Twitter at 2UpFrontSoccer. Yes, indeed. And you can listen to us on Fridays on SportsRadioAmerica.com. And tune in and live 365 from 3 to 6 Eastern on Fridays. Once it comes around to the school year, we'll have a little bit of a different schedule because of your uh, teaching and other things that you'll be doing. And but your new life. And, and my and new life of work and commitment and marriage and yeah. et cetera. Et Exciting cetera. stuff. Exactly. We, I, I had the talk with my wife last night, Simon. She's you like, how, can, how soon can we have kids? Already, we had, the, we had the talk last night, and she's like, "What's a realistic picture?" I'm like, "Oh boy, Liz, slow down." Yeah, I'm like, slow down. "We have been married for two months." <laughs> um, I mean, I want kids as much as she does, but still, I'm like, "Let's let's live a little bit, yeah. please." I mean, I've got two beautiful daughters. Yes, I wouldn't trade them for anything. I'm just saying, you guys got to get used to each other first. Absolutely, you got to learn what this marriage thing is all about. Set yourself up for success, right? That's what I'm hoping for, honestly. I mean, we got plenty of time, but uh, she either wants a puppy or a baby, so that's that's the compromise. Well, so puppies are good. We puppies might have I to got, go for got, a puppy. I got two sixty-pound dogs that were Woo! once puppies. Okay, so <laughs> I can we can grow into either a child or a dog there in the near go. future, but. Uh, we are excited because, uh, speaking of growth, not only with animals and humans, but with uh, the growth of development in soccer in Milwaukee, the reason we are here in Milwaukee tonight, not only is it our home city, but it also is a fun atmosphere tonight as we are broadcasting from the MKE Barons Tailgate Party. Now, Simon, for those people out there that aren't exactly familiar with what the MKE Barons is, why don't you give them a little bit of background while I get our guest ready to roll. Sounds good. So the Barons is a name that a couple of gentlemen came up with. James Moran and uh, another gentleman here in Milwaukee that I apologize, I don't have his name right now. Um, 
But James has started up the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group in hopes of getting some futsal courts in Milwaukee, uh, but also has even a grander dream, and that is to bring a full-fledged professional soccer team to Milwaukee. Uh, so their supporters group has been named the Barons at this point. And here we are at this tailgate. Awesome atmosphere. So if you're hearing talking in the background, music in the background, that's why you, you hear that. I wish you could smell the brats and the beer, because that's, of course, another thing we celebrate here in Milwaukee. And actually, we do have a special guest with us, Mr. Brad Kostriva. Welcome to the show, Brad. Thanks, Simon. Uh, great show. Love the topic. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We love having you. So, so Brad, you were one of the first volunteers for the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group, which James started. It's a nonprofit group? That's correct. Uh, about, boy, two and a half years ago now, um, James started the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group in order to uh, really do two or three things. Uh, first of all, promote the sport in the city, which I think is, uh, I think he's doing a pretty good job if you think about it. In two years now, we've had two professional soccer matches here in Milwaukee, which is a great start. And secondly, really to uh, kind of make the sport accessible to inner city kids, youth, uh, kids who don't necessarily have the opportunity to get the uh, gear that they might need or the balls that they might need or the equipment they might need to play. So we've done several fundraisers over the last couple of years just to kind of help buy some of that stuff for them. Then we go to these schools, these inner city schools, the inner city soccer clubs that have very little and say, here, here's a bag of gear, a kit. That's awesome. Whatever, yeah. You know, that, that is one of the things we know that has been – a bit of a stunt of the growth here in this country is not being able to get into all the communities that we want to bring soccer to. And, and a lot of that is, is unfortunately, the pay-to-play system we have. And I understand why it's there. It's tough to figure out how to do without that pay-to-play system. But what you guys are doing is pretty awesome, is finding a way to make it so that, like you said, the inner-city kids have access to this wonderful sport as well. And, and the sport is really quite simple. Here's a ball. Kick it, right? Um, but in order to, to, to play and really get involved with, you know, how it works and how it, how it comes about, you really need, you know, a sense of, uh, you know, the equipment that you're going to need. You know, you need a place to play, for goodness sakes. You know, you need nets right. in the actual goal frames. You know, you go to a lot of the parks here in Milwaukee and you see all these, these empty frames. And you're just like, boy, just a few bucks. You know, maybe we could put a net in there. Maybe we could paint some paint some uh, chalk down and make make an actual pitch out of it. You know, so uh, you know it's a it's a great secondary uh, mission to bring soccer to Milwaukee. But I think MSDG Milwaukee Soccer Development Group's primary mission of making it accessible to the people in Milwaukee, especially the inner city kids, is is just it's what brought me into the group in the first place, quite honestly. And as as you said, you're one of the first volunteers. But as I was talking to James Moran, the founder of the group, this morning, he did say you were the very first person to reach out to him. Because you wanted to help out, you loved the cause, and you wanted to jump in. So what, uh, you've pretty much said everything I think you, you needed to as far as why you do it, but is there anything extra that really drew you into wanting to help this group? Well, I think uh, as a kid I was pretty lucky. Um, you know, I had the opportunity, I, I grew up in Kenosha, you know, a, a couple scant miles south here of Milwaukee. I grew up in Kenosha and I had the ability to, to play on a, a youth team, but uh, just knowing that not everybody has that chance and you know, the 2010 World Cup was quite telling. If you think about uh, just, I've, I've been to South Africa. I've seen what it's like down there. I've seen the immense uh, levels of poverty that are down there for just massive amounts of people. But they still have the ball. They still play, you know. And it just felt like, you know, what if in our little corner of the world, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we had, a, we had an opportunity to help more kids find the ball and be able to play. So that's really, it really was the driver. Um, you know, maybe the personal experience helped me quite a bit. Sure. To, to, to feel like I fit into this project 
And, and actually, I had like an urge to kind of start something like that, you know, what could I do to help kind of thing. And then randomly on Facebook, I see the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group, and I see this guy, James Moran, who I didn't know from Adam. I said, oh, let's give him a little Facebook message or text him or whatever and see what happens. Like, I was like volunteering for like everything they did for the next two years, like I said. So. Yeah, and now here we are today. At least 400 people bought tickets to the tailgate, the Milwaukee Barons tailgate, which obviously is a fundraiser for the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group. Five tickets from every, t- five dollars from every ticket. I think it's five percent. Five percent, I believe. So, yes. so what you're looking at is is a lot of money being raised today for this awesome nonprofit in the in the city. And of, of course, Milwaukee's not alone in this. I'm I'm sure you go to Detroit, even Minneapolis. Uh, you know, you go down to Austin or Dallas or out in New York, you're going to run into the same problems. I, I yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think every city has its own, you know, special needs, its own special challenges when it comes to this kind of thing. Uh, I think in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group has just been kind of lucky to find a niche where they can actually fit in and and help in that regard. Um, when it comes to you know across the country, uh, certainly with the with the uh, success of the women's soccer team this year in the Women's World Cup and. The, and honestly, the success last year with the men, I, you, know, you don't have to win to be successful, that's right? That's right, that's right. Uh, but uh, I think the, the popularity of the sport is just, you know, exploding more and more every year we look at it, right? I mean... Every year there's record-setting TV audiences absolutely, in the U.S. Absolutely, I mean, you and I, you and I have talked soccer now for as long as we've known each other, for right. going on a decade, and I think every year we go, my goodness, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Have you seen these amazing ratings? Have you seen the crowds? Have you seen the size of the uh, crowds at these MLS games, for example, or, or the... the the percent capacity that they fill compared to say an NBA final or something like that and it's just it's mind blowing how it just explodes every year and it surprises both of us I think it does every it year does. and yet it and yet we're still trying to reach into that inner city to find those kids those athletes who may have been great soccer players they may turn to basketball or football and we want we want to not that we dislike those other sports but we know there's jewels that we just haven't been able to dig up yet absolutely so what uh, so what you're doing is awesome uh, so thanks for the work that you're doing in Milwaukee. Thanks for the work you're doing with MSDG. Uh, real quick question for you. Okay. How do you feel about Sterling and this whole Liverpool debacle? Oh, debacle is probably the nicest way you could put it. <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, you know, if this wasn't a PG-rated show, I could come up with better words. Uh, yeah, Sterling out to uh, Man City, and then, of course, one of my favorites, Bastian Schweinsteiger, heading out to Man U. It's just really tearing out my heart here. I can't, I can't explain enough. And, of course, you're a Liverpool fan. Of I'm an Everton fan, and yeah. we, we, we have our digs that way. We but, still get uh, along somehow. As we do, we do. <laughs> All right, Brad, well, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for jumping in here. Appreciate Love it. having you on, and uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. Sounds great. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. So there you go, Brad Kostriva from the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group, one of its many volunteers, one of the first volunteers of the group. So thanks again, Brad. Hey, Baxter, you're back. Oh, hey, what's up? I was just standing off to the side having a good time, taking yeah. in the sights and sounds as we are here at the MKE Barons tailgate party before the Club Atlas versus Newcastle International Club friendly at Miller Park here in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The music is playing. One Direction is blasting in the background. Not that that's a very big <laughs> pump-up song, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I When I went in to get my media credentials before the, doing the broadcast, I had a chance to walk by uh, went underneath and under the stadium and everything, and I was walking out the exit, and I was all of five feet from the field, and it's, it looks beautiful. Nice. They've done a fantastic nice. job with it. I mean, obviously, it is a little bit smaller, so that will be a complaint, I'm sure, from true sure. soccer snobs, as it were. Like, oh, the pitch wasn't long enough. It wasn't whatever. But hey, enough. you know but what? It's 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 soccer at its highest 
level in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, absolutely. which we don't get very often. No, we absolutely do So this do is not. awesome. Happened last year with, uh, oh boy, who was it that played I last year? I believe it was Club America last year and Swansea. Was it Club I don't know America? if it was Club America or not, I but I know it was Swansea and... Chivas, another, wasn't and, it? Yes, and Chivas, Chivas. Guadalajara. That's who it was. Yes. Um, boy, I just had a, uh, a brain fart there. Uh-oh, it happens. <laughs> what well, I was going to say. Well, you know what? Since I can't think of anything, we'll move on to what we're going to talk about next. It's our 50-50 segment. It's our 50-50 segment. We're talking MLS All-Star. Do the games, does the game itself need to be abolished? Does it need to be different than what it used to be, what it is? So we're going to take up our positions here as we do on every 50-50 segment. We each get 45 seconds. You know, it's like 45 minutes perhaps, so we each take a half of course, we can't do minutes. That would be way too long. Nobody's got time for that, Simon. Come on. So, I mean, we talked about this in Chicago, Simon. We had this talk. Come on. That's right. That's right. I mean, I could talk for 45 minutes I on know this you topic. could. I'm absolutely confident in your abilities. You're an actor, for gosh sakes. You guys can <laughs> talk for days. All right. So who wants to go first? Would you? Well, or? you went first last time, All so right. I guess I will go first this time. All right. I'm so. interested to hear what you have to say. We have, by the way, folks, we have not talked about we what we're going to so say beforehand. Clarify one more time for the listening audience what the question is so that way they know what we're debating. So shall we shall we have the uh, all the MLS All-Star game? Should we or should we not have the MLS All-Star right, game? Okay. Right. Sounds good. I am ready to roll. Are you ready you to roll? I am. In three, two, one, whistle. All right. I absolutely believe we should have the MLS All-Star game for several reasons. The first one is that it drives attention to the league. Yes, I understand that when you have people like Don Garber who offer in his commissioner picks that might be questionable, you still have the opportunity to take the league's quote-unquote best players, put them on a national stage, have a national viewing audience, and bring in an international team from England or France or Germany or wherever they come from to play against a U.S. team, as it were. It allows fans to be able to fully take in the international soccer experience by watching some of their favorite stars, but also watching their favorite MLS stars. It helps the continued growth of it, and we've seen some fantastic games. And the MLS has actually won a few games. Remember that game when they beat Chelsea? Woo! A lot of fun stuff. Don't get rid of the MLS All-Star game. It's a great, great addition to the league. Tweet! All right. All right, so, Baxter, you're saying, yes, we should keep the All-Star game. Absolutely. I'm not going to come out and say no. You okay. But uh, I'll do a little a little. But you're not going to say yes, either. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Yes, yes. Ready, You'll second. find out. Okay. So do I think we need to keep the MLS All-Star game? Yes, I absolutely do. But here's a few things. I think, first of all, Don Garber, when he's making his picks, they need to be players that have actually played an MLS regular season game. Oh. Now, here's what I would be for. If they could somehow work it out with perhaps Liga MX and do a All-Stars versus All-Stars, mm. MLS All-Stars mm -hmm. versus Liga MX All-Stars. You know, I've watched the league since the beginning, so I saw the days when it was East versus West. It became a joke, and it wasn't worth watching anymore. A 7-4 soccer game, just not as much fun. But if we're talking about bringing in foreign teams like, like we have been, that's cool, but I think it's kind of lost its luster. What I would say is the East-West format could work now. We've got the talented players to do it, so it just needs to be revamped. I agree. No, I agree. I did like the East-West games back when I was a little bit younger. That was obviously towards the end of... Uh, the days when I was starting to follow MLS and then they were starting to move away from the East-West uh, at the same accord as well. But the concept is good. I do like the East-West, especially, like you said, the talent is there for it to happen now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, MLS All-Stars taking on Tottenham Hotspurs this year. It, 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 it is pretty cool. You know, the, the problem you run into is... These aren't these are warm-up games for these international yep, teams. These so, are, you know, I thought it was awesome when they were younger, like they beat Chelsea. Yep. What I thought was ridiculous, though, is how they 
had the trophy presentation, the confetti shooting. It's like, guys, yeah, come on. I mean, this is Chelsea. I mean, they lost two consecutive years by a goal difference. I think if it was like 10 to 3 against Man United. Right. That was just right. ridiculous. That's right. when Chicharito made his uh, grand entrance That's right. down in Dallas and just embarrassed the All-Stars. You know, so. I'm surprised Dos Santos and Chicharito are actually not on the MLS All-Star team. I, I, I thought they were going to get a pick. Maybe Peter Cech should come play, too. Um, all right, we're going to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we've got a lot more to talk about. We will dive into the All-Star a little bit uh, and also talk about the Gold Cup and then offer our new power rankings with some new altercations and rule changes for ourselves <laughs> as well. So... Uh, we're just we, like FIFA. We are. Changing it we up. Yeah, I was bought out, Simon. I'm sorry. I was bought out. So <laughs> we are going to talk about that and so much more. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Welcome back to Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, where are we today? We are at a baseball park? I'm right. a little confused. You know what it is? We finally get to feel what it is to be an NYCFC fan. Oh! We're watching soccer at Miller Park today. That is a wonderful thing. I mean, and I actually am curious to watch a game in a baseball stadium. I've had We've had our good friend Sonia Kondratenko the, of Holler Magazine. Yes. She's gone to many NYCFC games and... Talks about the atmosphere being very unique and one of a kind. So this is the first experience for me, at least, to see a soccer game in a, in a baseball stadium. I now, don't know for you. there used to be a stadium here called Milwaukee County Stadium. Yes. Yep. Right. I saw, after the 1990 World Cup, I saw the U.S. take on East Germany in an international oh friendly. Oh, my gosh. And here's a curious thing about that. Okay. That actually did not count in the record books because they used goals that were square posts. Really? They need to be round posts. Okay. Yeah. So, but East Germany, man. How about that? Wow. That's and Jimmy Banks, the only guy from Milwaukee, is uh, – sorry, one second. <laughs> a, uh, a fan, a stray fan running by. Yeah, that's sorry. always the fun part about it. I love it. It's like uh, they see somebody on the radio. They're like, oh, can we talk? Can we talk? It's like, no. Right. Do you have the headset on? <laughs> no. No, you don't. We're doing a show here, folks. We're trying to do a show. We're not just talking with headphones on because we – want to drain out the rest of the okay, sound. Okay, I'm going to redeem myself from my earlier hiccup, though. Okay, I remember please. what I was saying. Oh, so, Jimmy Banks, Jimmy Banks, the lone yes. Milwaukee representative on the, on US, the U.S. team. Unless you take Bob Gansler, who was the coach at the time, True, uh, yes. from Milwaukee as well. Jimmy couldn't play in that game, the only game the U.S. played in Milwaukee, because he had gotten, I believe, a red card in his oh. last game. But the game didn't the count, Cup. so why does it matter? Uh, well, it did. They thought it was going to count. It wasn't until oh. afterwards that they realized this game can't count because of the square post. Ridiculous. So, so yes, I've seen a game. I think they sold maybe 12,000 tickets, if even that, for that well, game. They're, they're expecting about over 20,000 at tonight's game. Miller Park, at capacity, I think, can hold 40? 30 or 40,000? Uh, around there. Around I'm spacing there, yes. on how much it hosts. So about 20,000. It'll feel. It'll be a good atmosphere. It will. It so will. we're they, excited They sold over 30 last year, over 30,000. Yes. So I'm expecting around the same. And I've this heard year. Mixed, mixed numbers if it was between 20 and 30. So sure. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably that mid-20 is, is what we're going to end up seeing tonight. So 
Uh, as we are broadcasting live from the MKE Barons tailgate, they are in the process of trying to push for a NASL or USL team, and we will uh, hopefully be chatting with their uh, representative, uh, James Moran, uh, later on in the show. He is excited to talk about the movement, and uh, we will definitely be uh, talking more about that as well. What I would like to talk about, though, right now, yes, we, we're talking 50-50 some MLS All-Star yep. stuff. I'd like to actually go back to that. Okay, that's fine. I don't mind talking about that. Now, I can't game. complain too much. I didn't put in my fan votes, but uh, my I goodness. I, actually, I, had, I had media votes. You did have, I media, did have votes. media votes. I'd call fact. you a turkey, but we're on air. Well, I guess I just did. You did. Oh, well. So, hey, did no. you vote for Giovinco? Can I ask you that? Um, I think so. I'd have to go back. <laughs> I can try to pull it up while we're talking. I can find who I voted <laughs> well, for, I'll and tell you can what. yell at me if it I did It is didn't. absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand how he doesn't get voted I, for. That's or, what I'm not saying. voted for, but not picked. Well, here's the thing. Um, he can still be picked by the coach. The coach gets, I think, five or six. Because they, they've picks. only got thirteen on the roster, right? Right, right. So, so the, I, I hope to God he gets a pick. Yeah. So the coach, the coach gets to pick. I think what the key is who the fans pick. If I remember, I don't know if they've changed this since a few years ago, but it used to be who the fans pick. That that is who will start the game. Gotcha. But I don't okay. know if that I don't know if that's true. So I could be I could be talking incorrectly, and I apologize if I am. But Giovinco, I mean, How he is, is he is the leading MLS. MVP candidate right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And the way he's been carrying that team, especially without Bradley being there. Yes. I'm not even going to say without Altidore being there because it doesn't count. It doesn't count right no, now. Not at um, all. I mean, if you watch that NYCFC Toronto game. Oh, my goodness. That was that was the Javinko David Villa show. No, exactly. It took him nine minutes to score a hat trick. Nine minutes, exactly. Nine minutes. And granted, the voting was done before that game. But even But still, that's not unusual. That's how he's been playing. He's had this atomic ant basically prowess this reputation across the league for almost a month and a half if not two months i cast my media votes probably about a month ago but even still i definitely voted for him i did find out i did vote for him obviously why would you not are you telling me that there's somebody you would rather have in the league to play in place of giovinko to take on tottenham hotspur obviously clint dempsey or david v or obafemi and that's the problem clint dempsey does not deserve to be a he starter. He does not. He does not. I agree with you. But that's that's the problem with these popularity contests. Absolutely. That's what it becomes. How is Giovinco not popular? Well, there's nobody the watched a game you for, know, to- for Toronto this year? The, the people in this country have built up such a great knowledge of this game. For them not to recognize that talent yes. and make this a popularity contest, rather than what I feel it has been at least, is people recognizing the talent that's there. And then you have a commissioner picking two guys. <laughs> Who have not played in an MLS game. No, Gerard has played in an international cup game. Sure. But even still. But that's not an MLS. Lampard hasn't even situation. touched the field yet. He was supposed to start this last weekend right. and didn't. Right. Well, so there was a lot of And then you go back to the whole debacle. Yes. You know, with, with Lampard and, and So I Man feel like City he group. owed it to himself. I feel like Garber was like, all right, let's just, you know, let's add Lampard. Let's just all smile and forget about it. And I think he just made it worse. And here's, he does. Because here's the thing, Baxter, is you and I, obviously, we love this league. Yes. And we, burning we, passion. We, we, get, we get so aggravated when people call it a Mickey Mouse league. But when your commissioner is making picks like this, yes. it's hard to argue against that. No, I agree. Let's, okay, let's look through the starting 11 real fast. So goalkeeper Nick Romando. I don't, okay, fine. I don't, I don't mind that, yeah. I mean, if we want to have a good, solid goalkeeper against Tottenham, sure. Romando's my first pick out of MLS. Sure. If the Rebs would have been playing better this year, Bobby Shuttleworth, I felt like, would have deserved it, but he hasn't played well. Rebs' defense has been atrocious. Whole other topic. I'm going to need a drink to talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, defenders are going with a 3-4-3 formation this year. Uh, okay. Omar Gonzalez, Matt Beasler, Demarcus Beasley, so the United States 
back three. That's right. what it's going <laughs> to end up being. Uh, World Cup back three, I should say. There you go. Because all three of those players are on the U.S. They, yes, World Cup World team. Cup team, yes. Um, so they have the chemistry there-ish, so we'll see. That could play in their favor. Uh, midfielders are Kaká, Michael Bradley, Benny Fellhopper, and Graham Zusi. I don't agree with Susie being there. No, I don't Fellhopper, yes. Bradley, yes. Kaká, sure. But Zussi. Kaká will make it fun. He'll make it fun. I don't have a problem with Kaká, but Zusi hasn't done anything this year. He's been following injuries. Now he's on the Gold Cup roster, barely seeing the field. When he is on the field, he's not doing anything no. to change the game. I don't agree with Graham Zusi. I feel like there's many more talented midfielders out there that you could pick over Graham Zusi. Yes. But, like you've mentioned time and time again, it does a lot, unfortunately, come down to a popularity contest. And then, of course, the forwards. You have Clint Dempsey. You have David Villa. David Villa, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. That's probably the one pick on this whole roster where I was like, I would give all of my money if I had one pick just to vote for David Villa because he has done absolutely lights out this year for NYCFC. So he deserves that he spot. He does. The one thing, I, I get why they do this. The Obafemi Martins, the reason he's on there is because it was the EA Sports and AT&T more than a vote tournament winner. Um, the way it works is you play FIFA Ultimate Team, and whoever, whatever MLS player you score the most goals with over a certain amount of time, they get that's how they get voted Sure, in. but that just means you've got a bunch of Seattle fans playing that game. Oh, absolutely. They They've been can. button smashing for the last three <laughs> months up until 3 a.m., scoring Obafeni Martin's goals. So I get why you like that, but even that I'm going to say Well, I, I no. like it if they... It was Obafemi Martins last year as well. Okay. And okay. I, I get it. I've played FIFA with Obafemi Martins. He's a good player. He's a lot of fun to run with. He's got pace. He's that typical sure. FIFA player you love to just you hit the hold down the speed button and just go. But even him, I would say, I mean, he was dealing with injuries early. That was my uh, big issue, too. He's is had, he's been I would with say issues. he's had half of a good first half of the season. Not enough, agree to be with a, that. Not, not enough to be a MLS All-Star at my, this point. My big issue is where the heck is Kai Kamara? Where exactly. is Kai Kamara on right. this roster? I hope to God whoever the coach is. I don't know. Do we know who the coach is? We do. It is. Uh, I'm trying to see the press release here. Oh, this is awkward. This is awkward. But whoever the, whoever the coach is, he has those five picks that you were talking about. I Pablo really Mastorani because it's in Colorado. That's why. It's oh, Pablo. That's right. So Mascherani, I hope he does do the league a favor and does bring in Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara is a lot of fun to watch. I love Kai Kamara. And he's been lighting up the scoreboard as well. Absolutely. He's averaging, you know, more probably about 1.5 goals a game because he's had so many two-goal performances this year. The man is playing some of the best soccer he's ever played in Major League Soccer. And he's a household name. He dr he's fun to watch. Fans know who he is. And he can yeah. score goals in bunches. You know, even with Giovinco's hat trick, Kamara still leads the league with 12 goals. Yeah. What does that say about Kamara? I mean, that means he's been consistent throughout the season. Exactly. Consistently I'm good. I, yeah, yeah. I, I will be surprised or not surprised if Ethan Finley doesn't make it. He's the league leader in assists. Sure. 10 assists on the year for him. Giovinco, 98 shots. The man has been a shooting machine, obviously. Uh, I don't know if he'll make it or not. Um, yeah, and I, I, do, I will say, I know we're talking about Romando. He... I, I can't argue against – I shouldn't say I can't argue against it. I can. Um, but I feel like Romando's more of in there because of the work he's done throughout his career. I mean, yes. you've got – He's a household name in Major League Soccer when it comes to an all-star game, right. but also just a solid goalkeeper as but well. But if, if there's one player from Seattle that could be there that I wouldn't argue against, yes. it's Stefan Fry, oh, the yeah. goalkeeper. He's, I would he's, agree with he's that. He's had a – you know, they haven't been doing great, but – He's been he's been good back there. He's also had not that great of a defense to help no, him out. No, Chad Marshall can only do so much, uh, and it's really kind of hurt the Sounders as a whole. I feel like with yeah. not having a completely and with healthy. Defense. Brad Evans being out of the Brad Gold Evans Cup has gone too. To Gold Cup, yep. yeah. 
Now, I mean, I, I hope that at least Kai Kamara out of the Kai Kamara-Ethan Finley pair go through. Wouldn't be shocked at all if Wondolowski somehow makes it on the roster. Oh, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope Donovan gets a call-up. That'd be nice. <laughs> well, he's coaching the uh, homegrown He is. Game, so he'll be, so. At all, he'll be at All-Star Week. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So, um, but well, yeah. Speaking of selections. Yes. What Gold are you Cup. speaking of? Gold Cup. Gold Cup. Yes. A interesting result for the United States men's national team last night as they go one-to-one -one against Panama of all teams. Yeah, you know, Panama's been a bit of a thorn in the U.S.'s side for quite a while, actually. Agreed. You know, they Panama took them to the shootout in a previous Gold Cup in the final, which yep. the U.S. ended up winning. Um, we've seen them giving them uh, a run for their money in the qualifications for the World Cup. Of course, the U.S. pulled that one out as well. Yes. But last night, let's just say it, the U.S. looked atrocious in Absolutely. that first half. They looked pretty bad, especially even in their first game of the year of the tournament as well when they took on... Honduras. Honduras. That was one of the most wretched games I've ever seen the U.S. ever play. Yeah, they won. They won off of set pieces. If you can't score goals on the run of play, come on. I've, well, got, I've it, got a small it, issue with that. I understand that is a, it is a bit of an American thing to, to score goals off of set plays. We're really good at set be, pieces. Right, but right. But, no, it's against these teams, again, you go out there. I don't care if it's their B-plus team. You beat Germany. You Absolutely. beat the Netherlands. Absolutely. Then you come back home. This is what I don't get, Baxter, and I've What's said that? it several times on the show. Yes. Klinsman talks about this big game about being proactive, yep. and we see it in the friendlies. But then they come home. And they play this defensive shell game and play the counterattack. You don't play the counterattack against Haiti. You don't play the counterattack against I don't against understand Honduras. why we aren't winning these games 6-0, 7-0, like Mexico did to Cuba the other night. And then yes, we see but, Haiti. but then we see Mexico tie Guatemala. Yes, a which completely Guatemala blows my mind. <laughs> and then Haiti wins 1-0 against Panama. Right. right. I don't even know. And Haiti goes through. I don't even know. It's great, though. It's, it, is. it is great to see I'm happy one of these smaller Haiti. teams. Make, make it through. But kind of like TNT. I'm a closet TNT fan, I feel like now. I've really started to appreciate Trinidad and Tobago. I, I've liked Trinidad. Yeah, I've liked them uh, for quite a few years, actually. I'm pretty sure I used to play with them on FIFA 98 yeah. way back in the day when it was like little, like, you know, 8-bit players running around. Well, and it's just a fun culture as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You know What's what I mean? not to like? They love the game. They play it more for the passion, not because they're a national powerhouse, but if right. they can do well in this tournament, who's to say they can't maybe pull an upset against the U.S. or Mexico in the final? And on top of that, what Jack Warner did to them, stealing all the players' money from the 2006 World Absolutely Cup. Absolutely ridiculous. You, you, you can't help but want to see that team succeed with Jack Warner finally of out of there. But uh, but back to the U.S. Morales, I'm glad to see that Klinsman finally took him off the roster. Yes, three uh, new players coming in, three players going out. I wish Alvarado, though, was one of those players that was you out. You have not liked Arturo Hey, Alvarado. he's gotten burned badly on two goals in this tournament. Yes. Badly. It's a good thing this isn't the World Cup. Timmy Chandler. He needs to be gone. He's a very good German-American player. Come on, Simon. How do you not know that Timmy Chandler is one of the best players on the team? Now, I will give credit to Klinsman, though, for sending <laughs> Altidore home. Please, thank you. Altidore is so not doing anything. Um, and, and you know what? I'm okay with DeMarcus Beasley being called back yep. up. I think it's cool that Beasley retired, and then he said, you know what? If you need me, though, yeah, I'll I'm play. here. Why not? And yes, people will say he's old, he's, he's out of it, but you know is. what? He was so effective in the World Cup. Absolutely. He's, I was very apprehensive me. about that. When I saw that Beasley made the roster, I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's this old guy that's going to get just blown out of the water every time an attacker comes his way. And he held his own. He yep. did a very, very good job. And then and you the, have the super sub, Alan, Alan Gordon. Alan Gordon. 
I'm excited about the Alan Gordon. You know, I, I he's one of those players that I think why, but then again, why he's not? proven me wrong so many Absolutely. times. Absolutely. If he comes on any time after the 70th minute, I almost want to bet that he will score at least one goal. Right. Off of a corner. Off of a corner, <laughs> because that's what he's so good at doing. So whether or not Alan Gordon is able to do such a thing, we'll see. We could use some Alan Gordon magic later on in the tournament. That we would could. be absolutely, absolutely. awesome. And then we also see Greg Garza get left off, which was interesting because Greg Garza was brought in to replace Brad Davis. Yes. Saw the field just a little bit, and he's gone. Joe Corona replaces him. I don't mind Joe Corona. Joe I don't Corona's mind Joe Corona either. Player. When yes. the U.S. played Mexico, Joe Corona was causing headaches up and down. And I Mexican think that's side. exactly why Klinsman called him up, is just in case they end up meeting Mexico in the final. Yes, now, absolutely. Now, on top of that, though, I would have loved to have seen Alvarado gone. Yes. And, and uh, uh, Matt Beasler brought in. Yes. Matt Beasler obviously is a strong, young, talented defender. He does have that added portion where he can throw the ball. He can have a throw-in, a very, very long throw-in. We've seen SKC utilize that multiple times this season, especially when it comes to giving the ball to Dom Dwyer, Graham Zussi, Benny Fellhopper in the box. Matt Beasler, a very talented man on numerous different accords. Right. And he's not right. the slowest guy on the field either. Correct. Correct. I just, that back four has... Well, you know, I'm going to say that back four has not looked good at the same time. How does Klinsman expect these guys to develop chemistry when he changes the lineup? I mean, he had seven changes in their second game. How can he sit there and say, we're going to get better with each game, we'll develop our chemistry, when so, you're replacing so many players in the starting lineup? So who's going to be the starting forwards now? Is it going to be a single forward with Dempsey, or are you going to have Alan? You won't start Alan Gordon, you, surely. I, I, I think Eltador is perhaps the only player you can do a single forward with. I think they're. I think Klinsman's going to go back to the old 4-4-2. He's going to go with two up front. That's yeah, what he's going to do. absolutely. I <laughs> hope he goes Dempsey Zardis up top. That would be fun. I could see that. I could see that. I absolutely yeah. love Jassy Zardis, but of course I've mentioned that numerous times on yeah. the show. I might have to get a Zardis. He, I was, there, he was a bit shaky at times last night, but he's still young. He's still developing. Yes, nope, I absolutely agree. All right, well, we are going to skip off to another break. Still more to get to as we are broadcasting live from Miller Park in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the MKE Barons tailgate party. They're having a good time. The music is playing. They're dancing to Footloose. And I've got a new scarf. And Simon's got a new scarf. I have a bow tie on. That's about all we got for you. This is Two Up Front presented by Sports Radio America.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon, we are broadcasting live from beautiful Miller Park in a cloudy summer day here in July. But we are here for a very interesting and good reason, are we not, Simon? We are. International club friendly between Newcastle United and Club Atlas from club. Liga MX. It's club. Not Cube. No, I, I, I understand. It's a, it's a cultural thing. It's Cube. It is. Yes, I'm, I'm all about, I am all about pronouncing names the I way know. people would I pronounce apprentice. their own Now, names. is it Juventus or is it Juventus? That's a great question. Uh, Barcelona. You got the right, that's true. The that's th- true. Th- th- Barcelona. Now you're taking me to task. Absolutely. That's what, you're meant to, that's what you live for. I yeah. get it. I get I, it. I know. I understand. Well, I, it's because I had a lot of foreign exchange students coming sure. uh, to my house when I was younger between Italy and Spain, so... I would say, oh, yeah, I like, you know, Real Madrid. It's not, it's Real Madrid. I'm like, okay, so right. sorry. Just sorry, like it's, it's Real Salt Lake. Yes, yeah, Real. It's, it's, no, it's, it's Real Salt Lake or RSL. Or is or it Real Salt Lake? It's real. It's, it's real it's salt. Real. Land. salt Lake that, is that lake real. is real salt. In Don't. Sandy, Utah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, getting out of hand here. What's I know. going on? I don't know. I don't know. But let's just, I want to just take in this atmosphere for a minute here, Simon, before we jump into more parts of our show. Just there's fans here. There's soccer balls being kicked around the parking lot. There's fans having a good time. They're buying MKE Barons apparel. For those of you that don't know, the MKE Barons are looking to seek enough backing to bring a professional soccer team to the Milwaukee area. Yeah, at the USL or NASL level. Absolutely. Uh, but they're also they're also about uh, reaching out to the inner city, as our guest Brad Kostriva was telling yes, us about. Yes, yep, they're a very big part of the community. And who's to say that maybe this could not maybe be a partner team of Cl- uh, Chicago Fire? Very true. A lot very of the MLS true. teams, as we've seen recently, have Seattle Sounders 2, Portland Timbers 2, you know, Mo- FC Montreal. There's a lot of these second you know, partner teams Who's to say the team in Milwaukee couldn't do right. that? Right. You know, Philadelphia actually just announced today, too, that they will have a USL team starting Interesting. I feel like the USL is becoming that official second division. Well, you'd have to say unofficial because yes. the official second division. Now, here's the thing. I, I'm not, I don't think just because of relationships that they can be bumped up to Division Two, uh, Because if you think about, like, the German system, a lot of their reserve teams, they're actually fourth division. And they, they really? legally cannot climb any higher than the third division. Oh, that's so even, even if the Bayern On Munich... On purpose, I get it. Right, yeah. right, right. They don't want to have two Bayern Munichs in the Bundesliga. Why not? Bayern Munich un and Bayern Munich du. <laughs> or dos or two or yeah. whatever it is. Whatever the Germans say for number two. Un, no, it's French. I don't know. Yeah. Eins, zwei. Oh, eins, zwei. <laughs> ah, Bayern Munich zwei or drei or whatever it is. Something like But you know what's cool about this is uh, a lot of this party is... Uh, Newcastle United fans, but I've seen a Crystal Palace jersey. I'm looking at an Inter Milan jersey. Uh, I've seen a Southampton jersey today. Really? Moralia from Liga MX. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm wearing my Portland Timbers. There's a Hotspurs jersey I've there. got a Milwaukee Wave jersey You've got on. a Milwaukee Wave jersey on. Uh, uh, we see USA a jacket. Scarf. I see yeah. a yep, USA jacket. A lot of Milwaukee Barons, Oh, there's obviously. an LA Galaxy shirt. Hey, represent. Right. Be Milwaukee Brewers, he's lost. I so the know. point of all this is, is how cool is it to see... Almost got hit by a soccer ball. Wow. Sorry about the stoppage there. <laughs> We're both just like, save the gear. <laughs> save the gear. I'm here at uh, Miller Park. Uh, but anyways, Woo. we see all these soccer fans coming together. It's awesome to see, just to see the growth of this game yes. in the city. People appreciating what the Premier League is, what Liga MX is, and hopefully that will someday lead to, like we said, a USL, and NASL, or perhaps even an MLS team. If you think about Philadelphia, going back mm, to them, interesting. They, they started with a supporters group called Sons of Ben. Yes. It wasn't 
it wasn't any owner. It was that there were these 2,000 fans that got together, named themselves the Sons of Ben. Right, And they, so. just, they just went and cheered on teams. Yeah. An owner saw that. Or not an owner, but uh, a you know, businessman saw yep. that and said, hey, we need to have our own MLS team here in Philadelphia. And I feel, so like, I feel like Milwaukee would be a good spot to host a Major League Soccer team or at least a, a USL or NASL team simply because of um, the camaraderie. Soccer continues to grow a lot of all of the different areas in the area. So um, in order to talk about soccer on a growth level in the area. Who better to talk about the MQ Barons than the man himself? So I will pass the headset on to James Moran. All right. So we have James Moran here from the Milwaukee Soccer Development Group. James, welcome to the show. Hello, Simon. How hey. you doing? Good, good. So we've been uh, hoping to have you on here for a while. Finally yeah. got you on, and what a great day to do it. 400 supporters here. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee Barons tailgate party here in Milwaukee at Miller Park. So I'm just going to throw it to you. Give us a little background on uh, Milwaukee Soccer Development Group and, and all the goals that you're trying to achieve. Sure, sure. Well, Milwaukee Soccer Development Group, I started in 2012. And it's, it's really, it's a non-profit. We're trying to help the community, uh, especially the youth of the community, and provide opportunities to play soccer, whether it's providing equipment. Uh, you know, we might get them balls or boots or whatever it might be. Holding tournaments. You know, if it's something that the kids can't afford, you know, we'll uh, make it free for them. So it's, you know, it's just a good time. And uh, we've got a, you know, we've been doing pretty well in the community and getting the name out there. And what's happened is that's kind of transitioned over to the Milwaukee Barons. There was a couple of events I held last year where we were basically, um, we did a march for the Milwaukee Cup. And from that march, you know, we've now moved to, you know, holding one here at Miller Park. We did a symposium last year at City Hall, you know, discussing professional soccer. We had Peter Wilk, Keith Tozer, uh, Nick Kovac, a local alderman. It was really just kind of talking about how, how we could do that in Milwaukee. And uh, we're kind of progressing from there now where, hey, we're at Miller Park. The, that, that movement's kind of got an identity now, you know, with the Milwaukee Barons. And we still got, we still got MSDG, Milwaukee Soccer Development Group's <laughs> not going anywhere, but we've got something we can focus on and uh, that's, that's more geared towards the professional soccer. So that's what the Barons are doing now. It's to try and get that, uh, that movement, really, from the community where we can get a USL team here or an NASL team. So what was the impetus? Did you just wake up one day and say, you know what? We need to reach out to the inner city. Uh, we need a professional team here. What was, uh, I mean, we've, we've both been around where we've seen Milwaukee Rampage here for a number of years, and then they folded. Uh, we saw the indoor team, Milwaukee Wave, have an outdoor team for a couple of seasons, and sure. they, they did away with the outdoor team. We will have a, a, another team here uh, on a lower level, the, the Milwaukee Torrance. Mm -hmm. um, but what was your impetus? What, what made you to one day decide, Hey, I need to start this Milwaukee Soccer Development Group. If uh, if you could fill us in on that. One second here, we got another errant fan running. This is part of the uh, process of having an outdoor broadcast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. James, Talks I was asking about the impetus for this. What what made you go? I want to do yeah. this. Um, gosh, I I organized an event with uh, Leroy, but Leroy Butler, uh, as he calls himself, the inventor of the Lambo Leap, and I did it in South Milwaukee. It was at my dad's pub, Moran's pub, and we raised money for his Breast Cancer Foundation, and it was great. We did it on St. Patrick's Day on a Saturday about four years ago when it was 78, 80 degrees. It was gorgeous. <laughs> and I had a really good time. We helped raise about $5,000. He had a great time. The people there had a great time meeting Leroy Butler. Um, he was signing, you know, autographing everything that they brought to him. And 
the way I felt after that, it was like, wow, this, this is pretty awesome. We helped his Breast Cancer Foundation. People loved the event. So what could I do? And then I, I had a trip to Germany and I came back feeling very inspired. And, um, and from that, really, I spoke to a friend about what could we do and, you know, and it's to help the community. And then in my mind, it's, it's got to be about soccer. It's got to have my interest level, you know, nonstop. I've just got to be on this thing 100% and, and soccer's that thing. So that's really where it came from. Uh, the first event we held um, in May 2013, we raised enough money to purchase 100 soccer balls that we distributed to various schools in the, the Milwaukee public school system. Very and it cool. was really just, you know, the Highbury pub in Bayview versus the Three Lions pub in Shorewood, various challenges soccer challenges that are really just you know there's no contact it's not a game we're talking about kicking the ball into a garbage can hitting the crossbar who can juggle the longest uh, just kind of goofy off the wall things and it took off and then we had about 50 people the first year and we just had the third one about a month ago and we had maybe 120 people and then you know volunteers and spectators about 160 people came down to watch it and uh, it was just a great event it was really really fun so it's just kind of grown from that, and now it's developing into more than just holding events, and that's the next step for Milwaukee Soccer Development Group. We've held the events, we've handed out the equipment, and now kids are coming to us saying, well, can you help us get on a team? Can you help us find a place to play? And these kids are in the city. These are in areas that, you know, they're, they're underserved communities, and there's not, you know, there's just not enough soccer facilities, places to play. You know, grass is, there's not too many fields. So it's kind of, uh, you know, pushing into us into a different direction with more programming and, uh, and some, some larger projects to try and help provide those places to play for kids. Sure. So it's been this logical prog progression from, like, as you said, getting these kids the equipment. And now they're saying, hey, where can I play? And you're looking to help start something to provide them a place to play here in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when he said that, the, the little kid said to me, the little kid said to me, uh, he goes, you know, oh, this is a great shirt. I love it. Have you got a team I can play on? Do you know where I can go play? And I was like, why did you just ask me that? I don't, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. So, you know, I, I always, you know, uh, it, these ideas come from collaboration. They come from talking to people like yourself, people from the Milwaukee area, people that have grown up playing soccer. And, and you know, it's talking with everybody. Brad Kostreva, who was on here earlier, you know, we get these ideas and then we talk, you know, to Baxter and we get another idea and then things just build up. And Baxter's they build up full from of there. ideas. I know, I can just <laughs> see it in that bow tie he's wearing. It's fantastic. So that's really where it comes from. Somebody has an idea, we start talking to other individuals and then it blossoms into something really, really special, which is maybe how your radio show started. That's right. <laughs> and we're still looking to grow as well. So we're all in this together. Yes, definitely. Uh, so James, that last question for you. I know you're busy. You've got other interviews to do. Uh, how did the Barons come about then? So we've heard about MSDG, we heard about the goals that you have, but how did the Barons then actually come about? Um, people were asking for to do something, you know, professional soccer. They said, have you ever thought about trying to build momentum to bring a team here? And I, I kind of laughed at the idea. Who am I? Why would anybody really listen to this? And then somebody else said it. And I says, all right, if you help me, then I'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll do some, we'll do it, we'll hold an event. So it's really other people coming on board, helping out, taking that load off of me. And together, again, it's that, it goes back to that collaboration. I can, I can work a project myself and I can hold it next year and we'll have a few more people. But if I work with you, if I work with Baxter, if I work with John over there, th these ideas are going to multiply. We're going to collaborate on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatever, and we're going to turn these 
these ideas into fantastic events, fantastic community events like tonight. And here we are, surrounded by hundreds of crazy soccer fans trying <laughs> to distract me as I talk. <laughs> I played soccer with that guy 10 years ago. <laughs> I played with him two years ago. Okay, okay. He doesn't look like he should be any good, but he really is. He is, yes. And that's yes. Cheeks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just just people are excited. There's a good buzz in, in Wisconsin, you know, and we all want a team. But, you know, I... I don't know your group of friends, you know, and if we get all of these people, we all bring everybody together, whether it's a march or a viewing party, just like the Brickyard Battalion did in Indianapolis. And, and those guys, they're advising us, whether it's Peter Wilt, who I just spent a, uh, a few days with in Indianapolis last week, or Josh Mason, who founded one of the founders of the Brickyard Battalion. So these people are out there. They've seen it happen. They've, they've done it and those are the people that are advising us and we've got a head start on them I mean what we're doing here is this is good I mean this might take a year down the road to get to them we're, we're ahead of the game so we want to you know build upon that momentum keep it growing and just keep spreading the word awesome awesome James well want to thank you for being on to Upfront thanks for taking your time to be with us I know like I said you're busy you got other interviews to do but man I want to wish you the best of luck with everything let's stay in contact if you help me, if you help me. <laughs> Absolutely. Backstaff, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, James. Seriously, I mean, it is, it's, it's this. People will listen to this. I will share this. So that was... Tomorrow on, on my social media. That um, was James Moran, founder of uh, Milwaukee Soccer Development Group. Baxter, why don't you take it away for a little bit? Not a problem. Well, it was absolutely just fantastic to be able to hear the camaraderie and the excitement uh, that is the development of soccer in Milwaukee. Now, it obviously, like James was saying, it takes talking to your friends. It takes talking to your family. It takes talking to that guy sitting at the end of the bar as you're getting a drink at a local pub. If you love the game of soccer, if you love what goes into developing and bringing a soccer team to the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, follow the MKE Barons. Do what they do. Take the social media pledge. Go on their, MK, their website, mkebarons.com. Take the pledge to become a season ticket holder. It doesn't cost any money. It's just a pledge saying that, yes, I will do it if it's becoming available and really help continue the growth of soccer here in the Milwaukee area. So it was absolutely enlightening, Simon, to be able to hear everything that James says. We've heard, I've heard of the man, the myth, the legend that is James Moran, and finally being able to talk to him and hear it straight from the horse's mouth, as it were, what he is all intending to do with bringing soccer to Milwaukee. It, it warms my heart, and I'm excited and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's able to do with the Milwaukee Barons. You know, it's amazing, Baxter, all the special guests that we've had on just for our hometown spotlight. You know, we've it's amazing, again, the growth in this city, and uh, hopefully it continues to grow. And um, I don't know what to say. It's, it's always exciting. It's always it exciting to have more guests on that are actually doing something about the game here. Absolutely. Not just talking about it like we do, but they're actually doing something at the grassroots level Absolutely. to try to well, get this game. we're doing something in our own way. We're we promoting we soccer are. across the nation from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and promoting our show at the same time. So, big thank you to James and Moran. We are going to go to another break. When we come back, Simon and I are going to put on the gloves and duke it out as we release our new power rankings and talk about the week that was and the week that is to come in Major League Soccer. This is Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America.
Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. We are broadcasting live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on the grounds of Miller Park, home of the Milwaukee Brewers. But that's not what's going on tonight. We're not here to catch a baseball game, Simon. We are here to watch what? We are here to watch an international club friendly between oh. Newcastle United and Club Atlas. Wow. I said club just for you. Oh, thank you. So Club Atlas from Liga MX and, of course, Newcastle United from the Premier League yes. in England. Newcastle. I remember Michael Owen back yes. for Newcastle back in the day. There's a gentleman over there wearing an England shirt with Owen on the back. Ooh, and then I see, I see a lot of Newcastle. There's an Ibrahimovic jersey back when he played for Inter Milan, one of the many stops on his Galaxy right. jersey, Chicago Fire jersey, Chelsea jersey. The jerseys are out tonight, as they it were. Out. Chicharito for Mexico. You wouldn't see this in England, though, I'll tell you that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's one great thing about... Milwaukee. It looks like we've got a bit of a chant going on to we our do. right over yep. here. Uh, the, the thought is that the Milwaukee Barons, the supporters group for bringing professional soccer to Milwaukee, uh, they will be doing their march to the stadium uh, within the next half hour. Uh, I will be hopefully on my way up to the media booth by that point. I'll but be joining the march. So you will let you know how it goes. So take yes. some pictures and uh, look for social media for some of those pictures from Simon as well. So uh, we have a, a new format for our power rankings. We haven't done our power rankings in a few weeks because Simon was out of town and this, that, and the other. We didn't do them last week because you had just come back into town, didn't have time to really formulate yeah, we were them. We talking were so much Field. about Gold Cup. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So we have a, a new format, Simon. Care to uh, let the listeners in on what we're doing now? I would love to. So Baxter and I each have our own top five that we're going to talk about. Yes. It's, it's become more and more through <laughs> the weeks. That we don't uh, completely agree with each other's picks. What? So, therefore, we uh, we decided, well, you know what we should do? Instead of coming to these compromises and, and not being able to sleep at night, losing so many sleep. hours, that, uh, you know what? Let's stop trying this compromise stuff. <laughs> it even worked that's for good. a while. It, it, did. it worked for a and while. compromise is good in life. Don't get me wrong. Oh, of but, course. But we've decided to take our top five and say, this is mine. Yes. Baxter says, this is his. Absolutely. And we're going to duke it out a little bit on the show. All right. I, so I like we the invite way that works. you then to go into our Facebook page, which is Two Up Front. Yes. Social and media at social, Two Up Front Soccer. Two Up Front Soccer. You can follow Simon Twitter. at Simon Provan, and I'm at Baxter Colburn as yeah, well. Yeah, feel free to chime in on any of the social media sites to let us know your thoughts, perhaps on who is more correct, or share with us your own. Top we love five. hearing. We've had a lot of different responses, so a big thank you to some of the Vavil writers that we had. We had uh, Afshin Zahari on last week, uh, one of the Vavil USA's writer. We've had. Uh, Matthew Ryan Evans on in the past, Chris Blakely, Sonia Kondratenko. We've had so many different guests that have not been afraid to share their opinions with us, and we saw some on social media this week. Uh, a good friend of mine, Chris Blakely, is uh, agreeing with some of the comments that you had about uh, Morales, Morales needing to go, right. and then he agreed with me about Jill Ellis needing to stay for another term awesome. as well in the World Cup. So we appreciate the interaction that the fans give us, and we've got a lot of... It's funny, as we're doing this broadcast, people are walking up to us, they're looking almost like we're at, like we're aliens. They're like, <laughs> what's the big headset on your head? Why are you talking? It's, it's funny. It it's, is funny. Maybe this is what it's like to be famous. <laughs> maybe, really, maybe. Maybe we are famous, and we just don't know it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably not. Absolutely. Anyways... Power rankings. Yes, that's you keep why drifting we're here. off in the La La Land watching these chants. Come on back, I'm Baxter. Sorry, I'm Come sorry. on back. I'm back. I'm back. All right, so shiny thing. What? No, I'm kidding. I'm back. 
So our top five. Yes. Actually, it's, our five is not too far off, but there's one team in particular uh, that yes. we disagree with. Yes. So um, for most of it, I feel like we will agree. And, well, I'll let you facilitate with the order, and I will let you know, because I feel like I agree with four out of the five. So. I think we should start with number five and work our way up Absolutely. to number one. Absolutely. Uh, so my number five is New York Red Bulls. Yes. I think we should shoot off with who your number five is, and then we'll debate a little bit. Well, my number five on my list is the other New York team, uh, New York City FC. I feel like the form that David Villa has been in recently is – Absolutely unmatched, uh, aside from maybe Sebastian Giovinco with Toronto FC. But NYCFC, yes, they did lose to the Red Bulls, but they have still managed to play very good soccer recently. Uh, Villa is definitely driving their uh, their offense, and they have had some big wins against some actually some very talented clubs as well. But I do like your Red Bulls pick as well. It's not that I'm against the Red right. Bulls. They're, I feel, um, I'm not sure where they are in my ranking. Well, here's, here's my biggest thing is that the Red Bulls, they didn't just beat NYCFC. Yes. They completely dominated that game. They had a rough patch there of four losses in a row. Yes. But they've won three of their last four. Yes, it was against New England Revolution, 4-1. to one. Remember when that uh, counted for something. They did have a loss against Columbus. Uh, they had that win against New York City FC. They also beat Real Salt Lake 1-0. Now, Baxter, one of the things I'm going to take, take issue with here yes. is when we were talking today, and this is the part I told you I'd save for the show. As you said, you can't have the Red Bulls that high because they haven't played anybody of worth. Well, if we look back at NYCFC, who have they beaten? Montreal twice. Yes. Right? They beat a depleted Toronto team 2-0 a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But then they only drew with the Toronto team after being up 2 nothing. They did, yes. Whereas the Red Bulls, again, they They also beat the Philadelphia Union 2-1 to as well, who, in your mind, are doing... Yes, things. but when they beat the Union, the Union were terrible. Ah, so therefore, everybody's always terrible when my teams <laughs> play them. I, com- I well, get just it. look at the record, my friend. Of course, no, I agree. <laughs> Anyways, you've, we've got the New York teams at number five. Yes, in I, one way, I shape believe or in another. the red. You believe in the uh, in the blue. Manchester City, light baby the blue. Empire State blue. There you go. As it were. Who's you got at number four, Simon? Number four, I have Portland Timbers. I have yeah. my Portland Timbers. I don't agree four. with that. Uh, and, and the reason for uh, the reason for number four is they, they could be a little higher. Of course, we've talked about this. Yes. I, it's like having my own kid playing the game. Okay. I, I, I need to see more from them, <laughs> and I don't want to overdo it. Okay. Um, so they've had two recent losses. Yes, they've won six of their last eight, but mm-hmm. they've had two recent losses, and uh, the last one was to a Philadelphia Union team with a score of 3 nothing. Yes. They've looked great. You know, I actually had Philly down at number six. Uh, okay, but uh, but I think Portland—they're—they're they're not one of those top three teams yet. Who do you have at number? See, four? my number four team is uh, FC Dallas. Okay, uh, FC Dallas—they um, have been doing very good soccer, but not enough to warrant a top three spot. Um, yes, FC Dallas has won three in a row recently, uh, as I'm sure you'll probably touch on because I know that they are higher up in your rankings, and I will touch on Portland in a little bit as well because they are higher up in my rankings as well. Why well, don't, don't we? Let's just talk about them. Yeah. Go ahead and let's let's talk about uh, for me FCD, right? So we we have a difference of opinion of yes. what these power rankings mean. Yes. For me, they are who's hot and who's not. Yes. And well, FC mine, Dallas. Mine are a filter of both. Right. You're both being the whole the whole season, season. but also the, I right. usually judge off the last five to six games as well. Right, and going off of that, you can say they're lower level teams, but again, FC Dallas is on a four game unbeaten streak. Yes, a th- the only team in the league on a three game win streak. Their last loss came June 13th. Well, you know, I, a month I, ago. I would say that FC Dallas 
Um, their last loss was June 13th, like you said, against 3-0 to the Seattle Sounders. When I would the say Sounders were a very good team at yes, that point. at that point in time in the season they were, yes. But I feel like FC Dallas, the only real game uh, that you could really make an argument was a big game that they beat was Orlando City because Orlando City has been garnishing some attention recently. They've been building up. Um, they've been, they're two, two, and one over the last five games, though. So if I so had to pick out of any of them, that was their biggest win right. for FC Dallas. So again, going back to my deal, yes. who's hot, who's not, you just made my argument for me as to why Dallas needs to be higher. No, I don't think they need to be higher because they haven't beaten anybody consistent. They but they've be- been they consistently beating teams. Yes, but they with, haven't. Wait, here's the key though. Records, Without though. Blas Perez, they've been yes, winning but games. Blas Perez, we saw He's one of their top the goal begin- Yes, in the beginning of the season, he was a very good goal scorer, and then he dropped off for a majority of the season since then. And yes, I know he's been gone recently for international duty, but still, FC Dallas has still been able to have a lot of different offensive options without Blas Perez. And that's exactly why we we have this new format is to, to have yes. these great debates. We both, I FC think we Dallas both make four valid arguments. I like FC Dallas at four. You like them at... I like FC Dallas at number two. At two. So where do you have Portland then? Portland I Portland is my number two. You're number two. Yes. Okay, I like that. I'm not going to argue with that. I know. I was gonna say, you're not going <laughs> to argue with where I have Portland, but at the same time you will because... You like, like you said, they're like one of your... Portland has won six out of their last eight games. Yes, they have. And but the two losses they had, that's that's where it gets me. Yes. Is most recently, again, that 3-0 loss to Philly. Yes, of course. And then the 5-0 loss to Atlanta. Or not Atlanta. Atlanta. Wow, when did uh. they start playing? Wow. <laughs> Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yes. And we saw Los Angeles go and get rebuffed by San Jose with a 3-1 loss as well. So right. Los Angeles is my number two. Los Angeles is your number two. Since we're talking about the Galaxy, they're number two in my power ranking. Yeah, you know, I, thinking about this, I actually really want to put FCD at number one just to... Just to smite me? No, actually not, because I, I think they're deserving of it with their with their record. But I, I do have L.A. as my number one. This goes back to, I will say, something that you have said is, yes. is the whole body. I yes. will say L.A. has all the parts. L.A. has scored they, 15 goals in the last four games. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're on fire. 15! So I do have the Galaxy as my number one, which kind of actually... Kills me that a hurts bit. you a little bit a to little say bit. that, but but I'm, I'm happy to say that that other Cascadia team is not in my top five. Vancouver, or not in your top five. No, Seattle is <laughs> nowhere to be found in my top five. Seattle has completely dropped off recently. So um, who's your uh, who's your number three? I've got I've got Sporting KC as my number three. Um, well, Portland was my three. Right, Portland I'm, was my three. My two is the Galaxy, and the number uh, one is Sporting Kansas City. Okay, so we're not too far off. No, there. we're close. But we just we like you said, we differ a little bit about where we feel certain teams are, their recent run of form, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, you know, for me, Sporting, um, they've been doing well. I mean, they 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 won a lot of games, obviously, this entire season. I thought they had a bit of a drop off there the past couple of weeks. I mean, even though. Even though they had that 1-0 win against Vancouver, for me, it wasn't very convincing. And then their other win that they had recently was against Colorado. Yes, Colorado's been doing better, but they're not... They're nothing of note yet. No, I absolutely. Colorado's won four games all season long. Yes, they're on a two-game win streak. Good for them. But the fact that, you know, your four wins, you've won two out of your four wins in the last two weeks. Colorado's got a long way to go before they decide to start challenging for anything. Um... In terms of disappointments, I guess, obviously, uh, Toronto, uh, yes. in my opinion, the last five games, they've only won one game. They've had two draws, two losses. Their evolution, I've just, they've lost their last five games. Um, you know, I will say about TFC is, man, what a fighting spirit, though, they had to come back in that, yes, in that absolutely. NYCFC game. Absolutely. And then, obviously, that one team from Cascadia, Seattle, uh, they are 
one, four, and oh over the last five games. Right. Now, to be fair to them, they have quite a depleted roster. They do. But a lot of the teams in MLS right now have a depleted roster. So yes. this, this is an issue of depth right now. I, I know. I agree. That's what we're seeing. I agree. And that's what's something they're going to have to continue to work on. All right, so. Baxter. So I have LA as number one, Dallas second, SKC three, Portland fourth, New York Red Bulls number five. And you have Sporting KC as your number one. Portland yep. is number two. Uh, uh, who do you have as your number three again? Number three is, no, Portland is, so it goes SKC, LA, Portland, FC Dallas, and NYCFC. There we go. I was looking at the wrong part of the screen. It I happens. To do that. It's all good. It's all good. But we are going to look ahead to the upcoming week in Major League Soccer before we go to one more break and then come back with our I Believe segment before we wrap up here live at the MKE Barons tailgate here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So... First game on the docket. We're not going to deal with the Gold Cup. That's just too confusing to deal with right now. Uh, Tuesday night. That's tonight. That is, oh, that's it's, open, it's cup. open Cup play. So we won't deal with that. Uh, we will talk about the Chicago-Columbus game. Uh, Columbus is definitely the surefire victor in my book. You know, Chicago surprised a lot of people with their game last week with that 1-0 win, and I'm gonna, I'm actually going to pick Chicago right. for this okay. one as well. Fair enough. It's at home, and that's that's one of the reasons I'm taking it. Fair enough, fair oh. enough. Uh, LA Galaxy and the San Jose Earthquakes. San Jose has the Galaxy's number. I don't care. Galaxy could be 100-0. San Jose could be 0-100. I'd still take San Jose. San Jose's got my pick in this I, game. I love the way you think, Baxter. I can't deny that. And I actually agree with you on a lot of that, but it would be hypocritical of me to put LA as in my number one in the power rankings and yeah. not choose them. So I'm going with LA. Fair enough. No, that's respectable. I understand that. Toronto FC and Philly. I feel like Toronto is hungry after their draw with NYC FC. I think Toronto gets the victory this week. And I hope that Josie decides to show up this week also for the team's sake. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's going to be a Toronto win. Okay. Uh, New England and NYC FC. NYC FC has my, po has my vote. First time oh. all year I voted against the Revs, but the Revs yeah. are playing atrocious soccer. David Villa is doing lights out at the top position, and they're starting to get all of their guns in. There's rumors that Lampard might even play this week. Also. I got one up on you. I'm also picking NYC FC, but Mullins is also going to score this game. Wouldn't surprise me. He did it first time. First touch in the first game he ever played for NYCFC was a goal again. And he kind of had a goal this last weekend. It was an own goal. But it they marked counts. it as an own goal, but Mullen's the one who took the shot. Still counts, absolutely. Orlando and NY Red Bulls. I got the Red Bulls winning this game. I you still do. am not completely sold on Orlando City this sure. season. Sure, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to take Orlando. I'm going to take Orlando because it's okay. at home. Ex yeah, yeah, I'll take Orlando on that. Okay, SKC and Montreal. That's an easy pick for me. That's sporting Kansas yep, City absolutely for me as well. Uh, FC Dallas and DC United, that'll be a fun game to watch, especially with how we value both of those teams. Right. DC United, the leaders in the East, FC Dallas, very, very close to taking that top spot in the West. Uh, FC Dallas is my vote on that FC one. Dallas is my vote, and here's why. DC, yes, they're first in the East, but they're living off of what they did in the beginning Absolutely. of the season. Absolutely, that that's right kind of how FC Dallas did it in the beginning of the year and how Vancouver did it for right. a while also. Uh, RSL and Houston. RSL is struggling. Houston is struggling. I'm going with Houston to first. Are you? I'm okay, RSL is who I would take okay. in this one. You've been, you've been saying all the other teams first. So I didn't, yeah, that's fine. Didn't I didn't want you to think it. I was cheating. Seattle yes. and Colorado. Uh, Colorado. I think they're going to take. Uh, they're going to take out a depleted Seattle team. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to take a draw. Oh, of course you are. Portland, Vancouver, Simon, you can Cascadia, take this one first. Cascadia. Big game. I want to see Vancouver. <laughs> just kidding. I want to see Portland like, take really? this one. I want to see Portland take this one. Uh, you know, they're one of the few teams that actually has still 
a lot of their core, yes. even with all the tournaments going on. Yep, I uh, agree. I, I think Portland's going to take this one. It's going to be a close game, though. Vancouver's also very hungry for a win after two losses in a row. And Sunday, we revisit Columbus and Chicago again. This one's Columbus. in Columbus. Columbus. And I'm going to take Columbus on this one as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. All right, we're going to go to one more break. When we come back, we will offer our I Believe segments and wrap things up here from Miller Park as we get ready for the march inside the stadium for Klub Atlas against Newcastle and an international club friendly. This is Two Up Front presented by Sports Radio America. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Another Aaron fan running by, sorry. Simon, yeah, yelling at people. You're like a crazy old man. Get out of my yard, Oh, another kids. ball. Oh, another no. ball coming by. There we go. Look at that. Nice little back behind the, behind the back. These outdoor shows are just totally on the fly. I love it. It's I great. love it. I love it. All right, Simon, well, we've had a lot of fun so far. We are broadcasting live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin at beautiful Miller Park as we get ready to watch Clube Atlas take on Newcastle and an international friendly Live at Miller Park. The MKE Barons tailgate is where we find ourselves this evening. You can check out the MKE Barons on Facebook, on Twitter. You can go to mkebarons.com as well. Uh, take the pledge. Become a season ticket holder. You don't have to pay any money right away. It's just a pledge saying, hey, bring his team to Milwaukee. You got my support. And, you know, Lord willing, I'm able to financially, you know, donate as well when it yes. happens. So I took the pledge this last week. I said, yeah, bring it. Let's do it. I awesome. love a soccer team in awesome. Milwaukee. Let's do it. You know, so. I was actually at one of their very first events a couple of years ago. Oh, at the, really? Okay. At the Highbury Pub, which is a soccer bar here in Milwaukee, in which when it was founded, all the uh, people who went there really went there for Arsenal games, hence the name 
the Highbury Pub. Makes sense. Uh, yes. But yeah, it was it was it was actually just uh, a viewing event that was at the Highbury Pub, and and now we've got 400 people here out at the um, MKE Barons tailgate party. I love it. Absolutely love it. Remember, you can find us on social media as well at Two Up Front Soccer on Twitter at Simon Provent, at Baxter Colburn. You can also find us on Facebook, Two Up Front, as well. Uh, anytime you have any questions or thoughts about anything we talk about on the show, please let us know. We love hearing from you. We love yes. seeing uh, how the growth of soccer across the world, across the nation, especially Major League Soccer and U.S. American Soccer as a whole, affects you and your thoughts and passions about it also. So had great responses so far from people running up and giving us high fives and handshakes while we're here doing the show. And, and uh, I, you know, I want to throw out a special thank you, yeah, too, please. for uh, James having us out here today. Absolutely. Because let's be honest, this is helping to spread the Two Up Front brand as well. Exactly. And uh, we believe in what we do. We're passionate about American soccer. We're passionate about Major League Soccer. We're passionate about anything that deals with soccer in America, exactly. including international friendlies at baseball stadiums. Absolutely. Why not? It's weird, but it works, right? It's, Absolutely. It's kind of like yes. you and I. We're weird, but it works. That's right. <laughs> I love it. All right, Simon. Well, it is time for the part of the show. <laughs> Called our I Believe segment. And the way the I Believe segment is that Simon and I both offer statements about something that happens in the soccer world. Uh, for example, I believe that the U.S. Women's National Team will win the World Cup. Well, that happened already. So Called that well. Um, you called that so well. That was beautiful when that happened. I uh, was happy to be proven wrong. Yes, I was very happy to prove you wrong as well. So something of that nature. So, uh, Simon, I'll let you begin. Yes, and this is not uh, to make up for me saying that I thought Germany was going to win the Women's World Cup. Yes. I was also really excited to see England take third, just to get another women's team in no, there. No, I was very know? thrilled about that. Uh, but while I believe, because they haven't been performing well, I believe that the U.S. is going to win the Gold Cup. They will not have to go into a playoff for the Confederations Cup spot. So they really? will represent... CONCACAF at the Confederations Cup by winning the 2013 and, of course, the 2015 Gold Cups. Interesting. And the reason I say that is I do like, for the most part, who Klinsman brought in. What actually really encouraged me, though, is the subs that he made last night. Mm. Okay. Uh, bringing in Dempsey, bringing in uh, – well, I will say I was shocked that Bedoya came off, but then our, our good friend that we met in – Chicago yes. last week uh, had informed me that Bedoya was actually still coming back from injury, so I was I was okay with uh, yep. Bedoya. Very coming nice option to do that for uh, you. Yes, Yedlin coming on at half as well. Beautiful I thought those idea. were great subs, and to me it showed that all right, Klinsman's not here to fool around. Yes, he understands the that this this tournament is our Euros. Yes, you know absolutely, it, it is. It is. It's the mini World Cup for North America right. is basically what it boils right. down to. So I was very encouraged by seeing what he did there. I was encouraged by him getting rid of Josie. Uh, there's obviously other players that I still disagree with, but he's the national team coach. I'm not. Exactly. So I, I saw a lot of encouragement from the second half last night. I think it's going to carry him through. Fair enough. All right. Well, my I believe segment is we'll go along very nicely with what we're all doing here, Simon. I do believe that James Moran and the MKE Barons will bring a professional NASL USL team to Milwaukee within the next three years. I awesome. think that the backing will definitely happen. I think with the 400 people that are here tonight, plus many more that continue to take the pledge on MKEBarons.com, the social media campaigns that James continues to run, our promotion on the show, all kinds of things. They've got a great foundation. They've got great activity, activity in the community. And I believe the MK Barons hard work will pay off within the next three years. Well, you know, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to see a USL or NASL team here in Milwaukee. Absolutely. I'm still excited about the Milwaukee Tour yeah. kicking off next season. Yeah. Uh, but I'd love to see them keep growing and growing and growing. Absolutely. You never know with the soccer world what could happen. 
brings the best and the weirdest people together, Simon. That's why we do so well together. So. Absolutely. Uh, another exciting edition of Two Up Front presented by Sports Radio America is in the bag. We have just been broadcasting live from Miller Park in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the MKE Barons tailgate celebration. They're getting ready to do their march to Miller Park. I'm ready to do my march to the media booth. And uh, stay tuned for all kinds of pictures and videos and all kinds of fun stuff. You enjoy your silence up in the press box. I will. I enjoy the cheering I'll around snap me. for a goal. Be like, yay, yay, a goal. Woo. That's all we want is a great game tonight. That's exactly. Let's see some goals. See Let's have game. some fun. I have no pony in this race. Absolutely. No horse in this race. Whatever. I just want to see a great game. Newcastle is my pick. They're your pick? Newcastle 3-2. I do not know enough about Atlas. I don't either. So, sure, I'll go with the upset. Atlas is going to win this game. Two to one. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, uh, remember you can check us out on social media, uh, on Facebook, 2 Up Front, and also on Twitter, at 2 Up Front Soccer. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a tweet, do whatever you feel like doing with us. We really love and appreciate all the support we've gotten. Remember, check us out on Sports Radio America as well on Fridays from 3 to 6 Eastern. And you can also find us on Spreaker.com and iTunes. Tune in and Live 365 as well. Real quick, Jamaica won their group. Did they really? They Did they beat draw? El Salvador 1-0. They beat El Salvador 1-0. Good for Panama. Jamaica. Good for them. That's interesting. All right. He is Simon Provan. I am Baxter Colburn. With our manager being the one above, we are two up front. Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. By earning your accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, you could advance your career by identifying business efficiencies and building business models. Become a core team member by keeping business on budget and on track to success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.